Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the 23 Personnel Podcast, the first post-game instant reaction episode of the season. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Uh, hello, everybody. You'll have to excuse some of the, the audio <laughs> in... in uh, inequality here i'm i'm at home with the super nice mic and the recorder and i've got the second nice mic pointed at my cell phone that's on speakerphone to capture michael so it's also gonna be, I, I i'm gonna sound really great oh it's it's gonna be jank <laughs> well you're gonna sound jank oh uh, well that sounds that's about right that's about what i deserve i think so we are minutes after the final whistle of the first game. Ole Miss defeating Texas Tech 47-27. Uh, I don't even know where to begin besides that was a disaster. It was uh, on several levels. I, I think one place I would begin is the special teams just at the first half, at least in the first quarter, just really – kind of railroading us as far as uh, short kicks or allowing a kickoff return for a touchdown, uh, just kind of not letting Tech get their feet under them at all. And then, of course, the injury bug, which we hope Carter's okay, but he's, uh, I, I think Keith reported in our, reported, I'll, I'll give it to him, but Keith said in our Slack chat right before we started recording that McLean is out with an ankle injury, definitely out for the week. So Bowman and Duffy will be seeing all the reps this week, I believe, for Lamar. Yeah, but, you just uh, you, you can't catch a break because it seems like, you know, we, we we start Carter and everybody's like, well, I mean, that's not the super exciting start. It's not Duffy, but we'll just deal with it. It's not a, a true freshman, and he gets seven pass attempts before he rolls his ankle or. It actually looked really nasty, and it looked more of a, a looked more like a knee injury than an ankle injury uh, when they did the replay. But oh, really? Well, I I never watch those replays. Those always make me I I can't stomach them. Well, so. so when it first happened, and I saw him let go of the ball during the tackle, I was like, that's usually not a good sign. And then he got no. up. I was like, oh, well, he's I guess not that bad. And then he went back down. I was like, crap. <laughs> And and then that's when they started showing the replay. It's like, oh wow, it looked like they just destroyed his knee, and it, like his leg kind of flopped over, which is why I thought it was his knee. Um, but I guess it's better that it's an ankle, not his knee, because if it was knee, it looked awful. Right. I, I think if we had to pick one or the other, it would have to be the ankle would be the choice. Yeah. So let, let's let's get into the game. Um. I don't. I don't really know where to point. Besides, you had an absolute disastrous first quarter, and you just never recovered. Um, 
the first yeah, kick of the game, it was relatively short, and they had a, a good return on it. And then on the second play of the game, they they end up hitting a long pass for a touchdown where your defensive back fell. Um, and then you get the ball, uh, you have a kind of a methodical drive, you score, and then the kickoff they return that for a touchdown. So it's like you just, I mean, they they scored two touchdowns on two offensive plays, or when they hit, by the time they had run two offensive plays, and it was just like you got down pretty quick, and you just. It built a little bit. I mean, obviously, that's not a 17-point lead. By the end of the first, it was 24-7. to You're down 17. I mean, you won the second quarter 10-6. You won the third quarter 10-7. Fourth quarter, at that point, it was kind of out of hand. They they won 10-0. But, I mean, there were times in the game where you'd get it within 10 with the ball. Like, okay, if we even if we kick a field goal here, we're within one touchdown. Or, you know, if we, if we win, if we score a touchdown... It's one possession, you know, and it just, you never got close. No, it it kept slipping away from you. You had some good chances here and there. Uh, the penalty bug would bite. Like, it's like uh, the good old days. Uh, you know, Collins getting that penalty when we would have had, what, a first and goal at the two-yard two, two, two yard line maybe. Uh, that, that really hurts. Yep, I, I, end up... I think it was kind of a BS penalty because that, Ref didn't throw his flag out till way after Collins was walking off. But you've got to be smart in that situation. You've you've drawn the penalty uh, from the refs in your favor. You've got to walk away. But that really hurt. Yeah. So let's talk about penalties for a second because it was something that um, it it reared its ugly head again. I mean, it's something that you've dealt with for several years. You had three targeting penalties called against you. Two of them were were upheld. So you lost two players for the game. First player, um, I'm already blanking on it, but it happened early in the game. It was Desmond Smith. Desmond Smith, and then there was one called against Bonnie. That one was overturned. And then the third one, it was in the second half, so he'll miss the first half of the Lamar game. Was upheld against Vontae Dorsey. Two of them were against sliding quarterbacks. It's like, guys, if he's sliding, I don't know why you're even going after him. Oh, agree. Um, I mean, you've you've got it. It seems like. You can kind of see they were sort of leaving their feet before or right as he was entering his slide. It, I can give him some leeway there, but uh, you've got to see it coming. Uh, it'll be a little bit smarter about it. But the the fact that you know those penalties came through, those killed it. Um, there was there were. I was going to say, there were a couple of penalties that extended a drive where you had stopped Ole Miss, uh, and then you committed a penalty on third down that gave him a first down. There was the one that you just talked about, Collins, at the goal line, where um, you you had a first down, first and goal at the two. That backed you up. You don't end up even scoring on that possession. Um, you, you ended the day with six penalties for 81 yards, which is actually an improvement in most, uh, most of the games, if you're looking at it for Texas Tech. Uh, Ole Miss had seven penalties for 50 yards, so theirs were more, more smaller penalties. You just There's had some, a, you just had some really a, undisciplined moments, and like they were just big time penalties that really killed drives and momentums, just really hurt you. Right. There's only a handful. I mean, I think the penalty that Coleman got on his pass interference. I mean, the guy caught the ball anyway, and they declined the penalty, but that's one of the few that I, I remember that it didn't really affect 
us negatively. It was already a bad situation, but most all the other ones, because I, I believe it was Bruffy that had a false start on third and four. Yeah, and he had a false start. And one of the, one thing about that was frustrating is, so Bum was in the game at this time. He was at the line. I, I guess they were calling, they were an audibling into a new play, and it was just taking forever. Um, and, you know, it just, the offensive lineman ended up flinching, but like, Bowman's back there, like yelling for fifteen seconds, trying to change the play. Like, dude, just just get it done. I, I okay. He's a true freshman. I get this is his first game, but there was so much frustration with that first game that it just. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Didn't I, I don't remember... Um, I don't remember ba- oh my gosh, Baker Mayfield's first game at SMU if it was this rough in terms of like it just didn't feel like he had a very good handle on it on things. Um, he just had some first game mistakes, and I would attribute the the, the false start here to, to to Bowman obviously because of how long he was taking to get into it. Keith actually mentioned in, in our, our Slack chat that there were times that Kingsbury was signaling in the play. And he was frustrated. He was screaming at him. Um, if Bowman's going to be your quarterback going forward, he's really got to work on so many different things. Right. I, I do think we should cut him some slack because to compare him to Mayfield starting as a true freshman, you know, Mayfield did start on a road game at SMU, but he knew before he, before, you know, the, the coin toss or. I don't know exactly when, but he knew that he was going to start. Whereas Bowman just took the bus ride or the plane ride, planning on backing up Carter and maybe getting in there here and there if if uh, Carter proved to be ineffective at some point. But to the flip side of that, though, really quickly, um, Bowman's been here since January. That is true. All right, I, so let's. Were, were you surprised to see him come out instead of Duffy? A little bit. Well. When, when when I was asking uh, before the game, like who was who's warming up at the ones, we got the report that kind of unsurprisingly Carter was warming up at the ones. Bowman was with, was with the twos. I was like, well, that's not how that's supposed to be working. And then Duffy was with the threes. So when Bowman came in after uh, Carter went down, I wasn't surprised there. I was surprised that he was he had moved up to second string. Um, but let's go ahead and and I guess talk about some of the stats really quickly. Um, not a terribly bad day pass. Well, total yards, no, not a bad day. Average per, um, I'm, th- I'm thinking this is per attempt, 5.8. It's awful. You threw one touchdown today. You were 33 of 56. I don't know the, uh, I don't have a calculator. 
right available just well, I do I just it's taking a second to get there that completion rate is not all that stellar it's not where, where you want it Let's see it's 59 percent just under 59 percent yeah you need much better than that um, whereas Jordan Ta'amu from Ole Miss was 22 of 32, so that's 69% for 336 yards. So they had 10 more yards in it they did than you did. Their average per attempt was almost twice as high. They were almost 11 yards. You were just under six. Uh, he threw two touchdowns. Um, rushing, I didn't. This is this is where the game the, the script was flipped for me. I was not expecting one. Ole Miss to have a 200-yard rusher at oh, no. averaging 13 yards a carry. Yep. That's like Samaje Pirine. <laughs> it is, yeah. That was in – I remember that game. That felt just as bad. Or that, that kid from UTEP that ran all over us one year a couple yep. years ago. You finished the game. You ran the ball 39 times um, to your 56 pass. So that's almost – I mean, that's almost exactly a 60-40 split. Um, well, and at one point when the game wasn't so out of hand, Keith brought up in the Slack chat that I think it was twenty six twenty six. It was it, it, it dead was even. Yeah, it was fairly even throughout the game. I think it just kind of it opened up there at the end, um, which I'm not really sure why because Dalian, well, I, the Ole Miss defense, to their credit, picked up, um, was able to to figure out how to stop some of the running plays. Um, early on in the game, Dalian Ward was averaging six and seven yards a carry. He finished just over five. But, you know, there towards the end, it was, you know, he'd get a couple yards and be stopped. They'd try to run a screen. It wouldn't get very far. And then running against a true freshman quarterback, or sorry, blitzing against a true freshman quarterback, they were able to to get Bowman out of, um, you know, out of rhythm and, and, and force some early throws. So you couldn't, you couldn't like run, run, throw uh, because they were stopping it and, you, you know, leaving you in like third and long. And of course, they would just blitz you, and against a true freshman quarterback, that wasn't really working. So you finished the day rushing for 164 yards. Again, not too terrible. Uh, average of 4.2 yards a carry, two touchdowns. Um, I, I thought you had had much more success on the ground. Daylon Ward finished with 90 yards. Trey King with 31. Uh, Bowman had 16. McLean Carter had 13. Um, yeah, I. I don't know, man. It just got it got out of hand. Not really what you want to see on, on your first game. No, and and they just you know Ole Miss just about had uh, three receivers over a hundred yards. And yeah, so they're they're three top receivers. They're NWO. <laughs> Demar- oh, yeah. Demarcus Lodge. I guess we can't make fun of it too much anymore. <laughs> Demarcus Lodge Lodge had the had the most yards. He had six receptions for ninety six yards, sixteen yards per catch. A.J. Brown, who everyone was, was pretty afraid of, seven receptions, 93 yards, 13 yards a catch. And then D.K. Metcalf, four receptions, 81 yards, 20 yards a catch. So Wow. They had two other guys catch passes. They combined for five catches for 66 yards, whereas the three of them were uh, about 270. What would you say out of the three phases of, you know, offense, defense, special teams? Special teams. Which which thing surprised you the most, though? I mean, special teams. They were god awful. Be better. No, I you had certainly hoped they couldn't get worse, and somehow they did. 
um, early on in the game. Again, it's your first game. Um, I think I pointed out of like the four special teams plays you had done, three of them were absolute like worst case scenario disasters. You had that short kick, then a lot on that with a long return. Um, you had a kickoff return for a touchdown throughout the game. You you couldn't figure out how to get shotgun to to, to punt it very well. Um, that's going to be his nickname because that's about all he can do is shoot a football. Uh, or kick it into a trash can from the middle section of a stadium because that's obviously panning out for success in the game where he shanked several kicks. Um, I mean, you didn't miss a field goal or an extra point. Props. Right. Every that other was, aspect. Was, I mean, yeah, let's not underplay that. That's fantastic. But that is yeah. that is really great news to <laughs> to not have missed a field goal, including a forty yarder. Yeah. Oh, so the the other thing, the other the early special teams disaster was your first kickoff return. Um, Bowman catches it off balance, straddling the goal line. Yes. At the pylon, it's like, dude, if you didn't touch it, it would have been a touchback. Yep. He tries to regain his balance, returns it to like the eight, and gets destroyed. Um, yeah, that, luckily, that was, that was tough. Yeah, luckily they were able to turn that drive into a touchdown. That was their first drive. They they turned it into a touchdown. But it's like almost in spite of how awful that was. Um, your your special teams, like if if they're that bad, you're you're gonna lose more often than not, especially close games where you need all three phases to be working. Um, defense. I I guess I was a little disappointed um that they were i was most disappointed in the defense i mean we're, we're talking about a unit that we've been touting about this entire offseason and they allowed uh 204 rush yards to a single rusher they allowed 546 total yards and like we just discussed uh three of their receivers just about hit 100 yards apiece None of them averaged less than 13 yards per catch. I mean, it was they they, they were blowing wide open. Um, I know they they had some long runs. There was that 65 yard touchdown run. I think there was a 34 yard touchdown run. It was just really depressing to see them play so well. Get some three and outs here and there. They they forced a fumble they had some tackles behind the line of scrimmage i know they had two sacks at least and then to just give up these big gashing plays that for touchdowns and not not i mean most of the time it seemed like it was for touchdown not just a big gain it was all the way to the end zone i i think i was most disappointed in them the special teams seemed to regain their uh seems like they got their biggest mess ups out of the way in the first quarter and then kind of <laughs> got back into a little bit more solid footing and making those field goals. I just can't emphasize that enough. But I think the defense just they they really hurt any chance of us getting back in here. I mean, the offense performed about as good as you could expect with a freshman quarterback thrown into a crazy situation on the second possession. So I, I'm going to give them some pass, but. Uh, Man, I was disappointed to see our guys give up as much as they did on the ground, especially to just one one running back. 
Yeah, so the defensive performance, I think, was a little disappointing. Where I think I give them a little more slack is because you played probably the best SEC offense, um, this group of receivers. The, that running back, I guess, is, is much better than than, in, uh, than advertised. They're, the offensive line, I guess, we just weren't paying attention. Um, yeah, so we just hope that you know we don't play as many good offenses as the Ole, Ole Miss Rebels. Um, right. They're but, a solid squad. I don't want to take any away from them. Right, because, I mean, yeah, we, we want to talk about how disappointing the game was for us. You were favored to win by three. You lose by 20. That, I mean, obviously that's that's stings. That's obviously part on you, part on, on how good your, your opponent was. Um, I, Again, the first quarter disaster, you couldn't overcome that. I want to go another couple of key stats before we wrap it up. Um, well, and then, then when we look forward, especially with the quarterback issue. Um, third downs, you were eight of 19. So you were under 50% there. That needs to be better. Oh, for three on fourth down. Um, that's, there was one of those fourth downs that Vasher was clearly, clearly held and there was no PI. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll and take I'm, that one with the slight grain of salt. And there was another one. Um, well, actually there was a fourth down where we did get a PI call and it was so egregious that the announcer said that Webster, the guy who uh, was playing defense on, on that particular play said Webster was holding him like a grudge. (laughs) That's good. Um, just really quick. I don't like, I am one to blame the rest and I don't like, that's not something I I want to like hang my hat on, but one first I was, I was, uh, mistakenly blaming the sec refs. Um, cause I, I, I was pretty sure, uh, non-conference games are officiated by the visiting team, which Ole Miss was, but this was an actually an ACC squad, but I think I was a little vindicated when Keith actually shared an article where this, this ref, this, uh, officiating crew has actually been suspended before for how badly they've done in games. <laughs> I missed that. So um, the, the the targeting, the missed holds on the line, the offensive, the the pass interference penalties that were um, seemed unevenly called. There was one play early where I think Wesley caught a ball. He's running down the sideline. He stepped out of bounds. The referee's blowing in the whistle, like he's laying on the whistle several seconds, waving his hands, and then an Ole Miss DB just like blows Wesley up, all, like right in front of the the ref that's blowing the whistle, yeah. and nothing. I remember that. No, nothing. That was about at the five or ten yard line. That was yeah. really frustrating. It's like, dude, if you're if you're gonna call like late hit, like that's it. That's a hit. Yeah, that's a. Like, that's y- a you uh, know how long you were blowing the, the whistle. <laughs> yeah. Sort of penalty. Um. So you do win the turnover battle, one <laughs> zero. You yep. you were you able to hang on to the ball. You forced one fumble. Um. Again, even with with uh, Ole Miss trying to burn clock, and early on when you were running the ball, and then when you're trying to get to catch up, time of possession: thirty six twenty five for Texas Tech, twenty three thirty five. Sorry, yeah, thirty six twenty five to twenty three thirty five. You held the ball for thirteen more minutes. Yep, and and had thirty one first downs as opposed to Ole Miss having twenty two. I mean, they just they got the ball, they moved it quick and scored quickly and and tech did a good job of trying to control the clock and had a really great great drive in the third quarter or a couple of really great drives but 
just unable to uh, make it in the end zone. All miss. They were, they were five for seven in, on scoring in the red zone, but I think a couple of those were field goals. So that's not a super great stat, but it, it's better than uh, I think it's better than what we come to expect from last year. Let me let me do some quick math. It's seventy percent, and I think last year we were in the sixties. So that's a slight improvement. Which you'll need going forward. Oh yes. Um, so Ole Miss ran sixty total plays, and you ran. 95. Wow. And they you were down 20 points. And it scored. And they scored <laughs> much more efficient with their did. yards. Yeah, much more efficient. <laughs> they scored more often than you did. Um, okay, let's talk about Carter for a second before we wrap it up. We still haven't heard. Obviously, it's still really early. Um, we're you know recording Saturday afternoon. Haven't heard the prognosis for Carter's injury. If he's not going to be able to make it back next week, I don't think it's as big of a deal. You've got Lamar, you've got time to to prep. Uh, you know, either if Bowman's going to start or Duffy, who's going to ro- roll out there? Um, if it's a long term injury, has okay with the quarterback injury possibly being long term, and what you've seen today, Michael. How are you feeling about the season? Are you going to start adjusting your win-loss record? Well, I I was tempted to start adjusting it even before Carter went down, just how poorly the special teams play was going, and allowing a you know a DB falling down on the second play of the game to allow a touchdown. I mean, it was just kind of doom and gloom from the start. Uh, We've, we've talked about it all year that the quarterback play was going to be the biggest question mark. Looks like it still is going to be. I think I would start adjusting my win-loss records as we go along. I mean, I'm still going to predict. I'm going to go out on a limb and predict a win against Lamar next week still. But uh, beyond Statement that, of bold proclamation right bold, there. Yeah. yeah, just write that down, everybody. Freezing cold takes. Uh, Big book it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think I was leaning towards adjusting it anyway, independent of the quarterback situation, and I'm, I'm definitely going to now as the season goes. I, there's no way I can see myself um, confidently predicting the six wins that I currently have left on this, uh, <laughs> you know, in these eleven games. Right. So, so I was going to say, obviously, we're going to have to adjust it because I think we both picked a, a win this weekend. Um, we, uh, yes, we did. I, leaving a six and six possible from our current record. If this team, if what we saw today is what we can expect, which is kind of a you have no idea uh, if what we saw today is going to be the team that we're going to get the rest of the year or not. If we get this team more regular, like if this is what we can expect, I think you're looking at a three or four win team, maybe. That's fair. I might push four or five, but... Because if, if you look at... Okay, you've got Lamar. Go ahead and chalk that up. Kansas probably win. Um, you don't know what you're going to get in Baylor yet. Nope. <laughs> you haven't proved you can beat an Iowa State, Kansas State. Um, you may reach up and surprise somebody, like have an off day or, or you know, get an opponent having an off day for like a Kansas... Not a Kansas. Oklahoma, Texas, or Oklahoma State... Um, West Virginia is handling business right now against Tennessee. 
So, I mean, for the far too early, um, the sky is falling. I think if something isn't fixed, this could be really, really ugly. It could get that way. We'll have to, I mean, even next week, no matter what happens, it's, if, if Bowman plays lights out, it's, it's, we're going to chalk it up. Well, you know, this is an FCS team that won two games last year. Let's not, let's not get too crazy. So, uh, it's just going to be a big what if for the remainder of the year. Um, I'm, I'm not looking forward to it, to be honest with you. I, I, I felt a little bit more confident going into it um, than I probably should have. But oh, I, I was, I was, I was believing this morning. <laughs> this morning seems like it was such a long time ago. Oh, it was so miserable. <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, same thing with you. If if Bowman starts next week and he does really well, you're like, okay, well, it's his second week. He knew he was starting, um, and it's an FCS. I don't know how much you can pull from that. You really needed to, to get this all Miss win if you're going to be winning more than uh, you know six games this season, which I think is six and six or worse. We're probably looking at a new coaching staff. Seven and five, I think, is where you start to feel comfortable that a contract would be extended. Um you haven't you haven't been greater than 500 in conference play in a long time, which means you go four and five, meaning you would need all three wins in non-conference to reach seven wins. If you oh, don't yep. win five or more conference games, which you would expect to win five or more conference games, if you could handle out of conference. So, um, yeah, next week I think you're probably fine for a win. It, it gets interesting then when Houston comes into into Lubbock. Um, if after that Houston game you're at one and two, I would be buckling up for the coaching carousel to to take a stop in Lubbock, Texas. I think you're right. I don't look forward to it, but uh, that is a almost a gosh a certainty at this point. That's the word I was looking for. Yep. So good thing for everybody else. You can you know throw out your takes, your 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 notes, whatever. Be like ah. Eh. I never said that. Michael and I are on record. You know, we are on record. Yeah. After game twelve, and they're like ten and two. You're like, gosh, you guys were idiots. You were so uh, so reactionary. That's kind of the point of these. But um, <laughs> you just call us idiots. You can. I mean, if you're listening at that point, thanks for hanging with us through all of it. We're going to try not to be so negative. Um, but you know, we're obviously going for the raw emotions of post game reactions. Um, Next week, we're going to hit you with, uh, obviously, the, the Lamar preview um, and then our post-game reaction after that game. You know, we're knock on wood, going for, you know, a clean slate, a win, um, no injuries, no dumb penalties. Maybe the special teams have kind of cleaned up a little bit. Michael, yeah, maybe he- just Sean Johnson will be back. You know, there'll be, be a couple of couple of things to look forward to yeah do you have any any final parting shots before we we hit the rest of our saturday uh no i just would like to call a timeout in the first half before a kicker makes a kick attempt only to uh kneel because we don't have any timeouts so i, I just wanted to do that before we wrapped up so timeout and 
wait for it. Okay, now I'm kneeling the ball. All right, that's it. All right, so chalk it up to poor clock management. Um, for Michael, I'm Spencer. Thanks for hanging with us on a miserable start to the 2018 football season with the 23 Personnel Podcast.